0: Of the greatest month of generosity ever. And for the new people in the room, I just want to let you know, we're not talking about money. Okay. Just so relax. Um, we're not talking about money because unfortunately, when people see this, they see the coins up on top. They see generosity. Great. Oh man, this pastor going to talk about money. Well, I'm here to let you know, I'm not talking about money. What I'm talking about is being generous And last week, we talked about being generous, and and being generous is giving to others and expecting nothing in return, you know? And, And today, one of the things we're going to be talking about is time, because we can't be any more generous than if we give our time to somebody else. If we take time out, because time is money for most of us, and to be able to give up time to give to someone else actually means a lot. It will probably mean more to the person you give your time to than what you see at that moment. But later in life, you will see how giving up some of your precious time has helped somebody else. And and like we talked last week, if generosity was all about money, some of us wouldn't be in the game. Some of us would not be able to be generous because we don't have the extra money to give. But we do have time. We have talents that God has provided us with. We have different resources. And it's using what God has given to us to give to others. Now, for some, it is money. But for most people, it's not about money. It's about giving of your resources, your time, your talents, your energies to help somebody else. And as we talked last week, God provides the seed. God provides the seed And once he gives us that seed, it's our job to sow it, and then he will multiply it. So as God supplies whatever it is, whether it's your talent, whether it's time, whether it's resources, whatever it is that God provides for you, your job is to give it away. Your job is to sow it, give it to others to help other people out. And by doing that, God will then multiply that seed and you will get more and more. You know, and it's a process that unfortunately a lot of times what happens is we get something and and in today's society, what do we want to do? We want to hold on tightly. And and we hold on tightly to these things of, well, wait, this is, you know, it's my time. I I, I don't have time for somebody else's mind. And we hold on too tightly when a lot of times our time is spent doing stuff that really makes no sense, that we could rather be doing for others or giving to others. You know, and you think about in today's society, it's very easy to say something about money, but I think time is so much more precious than money. Time is so much more precious than money. You know, and to be generous with our time, I think is the greatest display of generosity in this world today, because everyone's looking for someone's time, whether it's your kids, whether it's your grandkids, other family members, everyone's looking for your time. Everyone's looking for you to be present in their life. And unfortunately, what do we get caught up with? I don't have time. I don't have enough time to do this. And you think about the greatest stories of people giving time, and it's usually someone young and someone older than them is is taking that time to mentor them. Think about the karate kid. Mr. Miyagi took the time to train Daniel-san. And remember, Daniel was getting beat up by these other kids who knew karate. Mr. Miyagi didn't have to do it. And at times, it seemed like Mr. Miyagi was rather irritated giving his time to Daniel. Now, as someone who coached for 13 years youth football, I can tell you about getting irritated (laughs) because it's very easy to get irritated. But Mr. Miyagi continued to take that time with Daniel. And that time became precious as he taught him so he could stand up and no longer get beat up or anything like that. And that's exactly what we look at is, you know, taking that time for others. I had one of the coaches that I coached with for 13 years reached out to me the other day. And, you know, over 13 years, we've had undefeated seasons. We had seasons that just we shouldn't have been on the field. Um, we had a season where I thought it was the worst team I ever coached, and we went like six and four during the season, and somehow when we got into the playoffs, we were the number eight team, and we beat the number one team, the number two team, and the number three team to win the championship, then ended up in a state run and ended up winning a state championship with a team that I still to this day say was the worst team I'd ever coached. You know, and, and, you know, we give the kids nicknames. And there's one kid we called Flash. The kid could just dead out run. Could never catch a pass, but he could dead out run. And in our championship game, he actually caught the winning touchdown pass. Well, he's now in the NFL, and he plays corner. And he's in the NFL, and he reached out to the old defensive coach, and he goes, hey, coach, you know, With everything I've done through college and making it to the pros, you know, I'm one of them 1% of kids who actually made it to the league. I remember that catch. I remember that is one of the highlights of my life. And this young man who, like I said, is now a professional football player, Flash, who couldn't catch a pass, literally caught a pass in full stride to win the football game. And that is what he remembers. He remembers us going over that play over and over again. He remembers us yelling at him. But he said that is the highlight of his career. Because the coaches, all of us together, took time to coach. Took time to be out there five five nights a week and then out there on Saturday mornings, rain or shine. I would say snow, but we're in South Florida, so we don't have that. But we were out there giving our time, giving our time to help these kids. And, and, you know, that's a way that we can do it in a community. But even in a church setting, back when I did was part of youth ministry, you know, I had a lot of different kids, and I did a high school boys Bible study. And we used to meet at Starbucks on a Sunday night. Now, you want to see something interesting, go to a Starbucks on a Sunday night and see a group of high school boys sitting there reading their Bible. And we went there each week, and, you know, it's funny because when we first started going, there were people who were sitting there, and some people kind of moved away, but other people started moving closer. And they started listening to these young men talk about Jesus and talk about God and and how, you know, they were living their life. And when you see these people and you get some of them that you think, you really need Jesus. And, And you get these kids, and they kind of, then they go off to college and, you kind of forget about them until you get an instant message. And when I got an instant message about a month ago, it was, Hey, Pastor Ken, I love seeing what you're doing up there in Lantana. I just want to let you know, I just got hired as a high school pastor at First Baptist Church of Fort Lauderdale. And I was like blown away. And he went back to talking. You know, when we did camp, I remember when you were writing verses on the mirrors in all the bedrooms. And all that time you spent with us on Sunday night made me want to do what I'm doing today. See, a lot of times we don't get to hear them stories or we get to see them. And I'm sure there's a lot more that people that maybe, you know, we've mentored along the line or we've taken that time with that. We haven't seen the fruits of it yet. But these are two that I've heard of That are just amazing. Now, I've heard some others, but to get the young man, a high school student who goes back to when you were writing them verses, when you took that time, and now he's given his time back as a high school pastor at another church. And that is only God. But it's about giving that time, giving that effort. And that's one of the things I hope we'll learn today is that we'll take time to be generous and serve others, not only in our churches but in our communities, that we will take that time to really give to others. And think about, how about you? Are you serving others? Are you currently serving others? I know a lot of times we can sit there and we can think of, oh, I served this, I served back in the day and this and that, but are you currently serving others? And if not, why not? Why? And and don't say because I'm too old or this or that, and definitely don't say because I don't have time because I'm going to show you today that you definitely have time. So if that is your excuse, get ready to find a new one. Amen? Amen. (laughs) As we look today, we're going to be in looking at a parable of of Jesus that we're going to see exactly this. Someone gave time. What this person does is he gives time to another. And it's a very famous parable. It's very well known in the secular world, just like it is in church. And it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. And most people take it all different ways. But when I looked at this, I saw him being generous. I saw the the Good Samaritan being generous. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 35. If you don't have a Bible with you, there is one in the back of the pew. Also, it will be up here on the screen. And if you're joining us online, we will have the scripture on the bottom, on the side of the screen, the bottom of the screen for you guys also. Amen? Let's go ahead and dig in. Let's see what God's Word has to say. Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 35. It says, Jesus took up the question and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the road. When he saw him, he passed on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, on his journey, came up to him, and when he saw the man, he had compassion He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Amen. So one of the first things I think we see here is, as many people say, well, well, he gave resources. Well, well, yes, he did. But the first thing he did is he gave his time. He stopped. He stopped to make sure the person was okay. The priest and the Levite passed by on the other side of the street, and we could go on a tangent. That could be a whole sermon series. But we're talking about the Good Samaritan. The first thing he did is he took time. He was generous by taking care of the person. He bandaged him he took him to a place of rest, put him on his own donkey, paid for his lodging, and even said, if it costs you anything more, let me know and I'll continue. You know, I'll pay you back for it. He looked to truly take care of this person. And as much as he was generous in his needs and money and resources, the first thing, like I said, he was generous in time. He stopped when others didn't. How many times in our own life do we not stop? We're like the Levite or the priest, and we just walk by on the other side of the road. We don't stop. Why? Because we're busy. We're going someplace. Man, I got to get here. I got to get here. I don't know why I got to get here so soon, but we're all in that super highway, you know? We're all on 95 going 80 in the left-hand lane and getting someone going 65 in front of us, and we're laying on the horn. Why are you in the left lane, (laughs) you know? Uh, Because we're so worried about, oh, time is precious. We got to get there. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. But you see here, the good Samaritan stopped and took time. Stopped and took time. Think about last time you stopped and took time when you were busy. You were busy on your way to do something, and you stopped to take time with somebody else. And for most of us, it's going to be a hard time. We're going, wow, when was the last time I took time to be with someone that I didn't plan that time to be with them? Because normally it's something that we plan. You know, we're very good at scheduling things. We schedule stuff all day long. But maybe we need to put a time on our schedule to spend time with others. You know, think of someone who at some point mentored you in your life. Someone who took the time to teach you a skill, teach you a trade, whether it was on your job and they started teaching you how to do your job. Well, maybe it was playing an instrument. You know, growing up, my grandfather took time to teach me how to play the piano. And I learned how to play it, and he used to take the time, and he had the little pieces up there, you know, that showed what the notes were, taught me how to read music. And I played piano as a kid. About the time I hit middle school, I didn't have time to play the piano anymore. So I can play two songs. And not well. (laughs) But I can only play two songs. But I still think of the time that I spent with my grandfather, him teaching me how to play the piano. He also taught me how to work with my hands. That I still do. But he took the time to mentor me. And and think about someone who mentored you and took that time to teach you something. Or maybe a time where you've been teaching somebody else. Mentoring someone else on how to play an instrument, how to do woodworking, how to do whatever it may be. You know, for some of us in the trade, teaching other electricians or other plumbers or other people how to do their job? How about teaching someone what God's word says, taking that extra time and doing that? You know, theologian uh, Walter Leefield actually said this, "'Love is demonstrated in action, "'in this case, in an act of mercy. "'It may be costly, cloth, wine, oil, "'transportation, money, and a sacrifice of time.'" And that's kind of how he was looking at the Good Samaritan. It was costly for him, but he had to sacrifice his time in order to do it. And I was looking at different books and different articles, and I found one called Four Creative Ways to Be Generous. And I thought it was pretty interesting. I kind of liked what it said in the very first one. And number one of how to be generous is invest your time. Invest your time. Second one is going to be leverage your work. Third is extend your service. And fourth is share your possessions. Now, of course, invest your time. We all know time is money, right? You hear it all the time. Time is money. Time is money, and and it's this limited commodity that we have in our lives. It's a limited commodity. And ultimately, if you think about it, we will spend more time at work than we will at home awake during the course of a week. You think about that. You will spend more time at work than you will physically at home awake. And we will say we have no time. We've got to take that investment and we've got to take that investment of our time and give it to someone else. And we can do that by listening to someone who may be hurting. You know, someone may just need to, you know, they're hurting and they need to just get it off their chest. You know, taking that time to listen to them. Or maybe it's that time of committing to a life group during the week and and contributing to conversation and even prayer. Um, Interacting with an unbeliever in the park, maybe invite someone to church. How about choosing to focus on your kids or your grandkids and setting aside other duties or work to have time specifically for them? Or maybe an uh, aging parent. Another way we can invest our time is invest our time in ministry. Invest your time in the worship team, the praise and music team. You know, as we said, it's going to take, it takes time. It will take time for an individual to practice. It will take time to come together and rehearse, to be able to harmonize and come together with everything. How about production team? Oh, i got a clap from the production team. Yeah, we can always use, you know, I I call them the ninjas back there. They're the ones who make all this happen with all the sound. But maybe you got an interest in, hey, I'd, I'd love to see how they do that, how they put this online, how do they, you know, put all of these different videos together and do all these different things and make the sound work. You know, maybe it's give some time and be part of the production team or learn about it. All you got to do, if you're leaving here today and, hey, I want to learn something about it, stop and see them in the sound, but they'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. Being part of the prayer team, we've been talking about growing our prayer ministry and with Ms. Valerie to be able to pray with and for someone before service and after service. You know, all of us like to pray, and it does require time. Because you'll have to take some time after service and not just run out the door to go make it to Golden Corral or make it to wherever you're going to have brunch. It may take an extra five minutes of your time, but to be able to take time and pray with people. Working in the clothes closet. You know, there's, we've got bags of clothes that, by the way, yes, we have bags of clothes because we need hangers. Now that i thought about it. If you got spare hangers, bring them in. We could use some hangers. But coming in during the week, Uh, Come in during the week and hang up clothes, prepare clothes. Work in the clothes closet the third Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to noon. And if you can't do the whole thing, 9 to noon, just pick, hey, I can do 9 to 10 or 11 to 12 or whatever it may be. Take time to work in the brown box food ministry, packing boxes or even being there for the distribution. There's so many different ways that we can invest our time in the church and outside of the church. How about getting to a local YMCA or going over to a school and reading books or doing aftercare or maybe tutoring students? Investing time into the future. Invest time into the future of the people around us and inside of our community. See, because generosity means that we're investing in time, which glorifies God. How about leveraging your work? Like I said, most of us spend more time at work than we do at home awake. You ever take time and realize that if you're diligent with your time at work, people are going to look at you differently? Because if you're lazy at work and then they say, you know, oh, I'm a Christian and and you're lazy at work, they're going to say, well, you're a Christian and you act like this at work? We should be more diligent, harder workers than anyone else at work, willing to help anybody else out being diligent with our time and moving forward because that's going to give us that opportunity to speak God's truth into someone else's lives. Take someone else and train them up. One of the things I learned a long time ago is I always try and train somebody and it's biblical. Everyone has to have a Timothy. And I always tried to have a Timothy and my whole point was, hey, the more they know, the better off I am because they can handle it if I'm not here, and at the same time, encouraging them to get a Timothy under them, you know, and as we continue to mentor and grow and give that time to others, it's going to help things to last longer. It's going to continue to help the legacy of whether it's your job or your church to continue to carry on, and we need to raise the next generation And continue to give time to them. And when we leverage our work for God, it can glorify him. And how about extending your service, practical help through acts of service meets the needs of struggling people. We had 14 people extend their service yesterday. And actually, I want to say 15 people because we had 14 here in the house doing doing work. But there was one who was at home doing the work that most of us probably wouldn't want to do and working on taxes and stuff like that. So she wasn't able to be here, but she was still giving time and service to the church. And sometimes it's behind the scenes and you never see it. But thank you for that. It is appreciated because there are some things that people don't like to do and I wouldn't want to do it. So I'm glad others do it. Um, But but the same thing, how many times do we go up to someone and we know they're hurting and you're like, well, how can I help you? You know when most people are hurting, they can't tell you how you can help them? They don't know what to say. They don't know. And and the last thing, if someone's hurting, that they're going to really do is ask for help. So if you see somebody hurting, instead of what can I do for you, just start doing something. Offer to buy them a meal bring a meal to their house, offer to clean their house, anything at all, extend that service into that person. Because when you ask them, how can I help? Most of the time, you know, when you're in a situation, you're not thinking. So when that person is not thinking, just show up and be that person for them and extend some type of service for them. And most importantly, share your possessions. Share your time. Open up your house. Share a meal. You got time? Give someone a ride someplace they need to go. Share your possessions with others. Be obedient, because remember, it all belongs to God anyways. We're just being stewards. We're being stewards of what God provides for us. And a good steward takes better care of who they're taking stuff care of than for their own. If you think about it, if we looked at it as it's God's, if there was a scratch on my vehicle, I'd take, oh, he's going to be mad when he sees the scratch on his vehicle. You know, it was my vehicle. I'm kind of like, well, that's okay. Hey, ain't no big deal. But knowing that everything got, belongs to God and all of our possessions belong to him, and if we're stewarding them We should take better care of them, correct? Time. He gives us time. Take that time to manage it. Manage your time throughout your day. Invest your time in others. Leverage it at your work. Extend your ability to serve others. And share what God has. God gave it to you. Share it. And like I said, it's not about sharing money. Share your time. Share your resources. Share the knowledge that's inside your head with somebody else. Imagine what life would look like and what this world would look like if people actually took time to spend with others. Imagine what your family or your friends may look like if you actually took time to spend with them. And not just a quick, hey, how you doing, phone call. Actually take time, go break bread together, and just love on each other and have nothing else on your agenda except I'm here to be with you. How about taking that same time with God? Taking that same time in his word. Take that same time in prayer. Leverage the time you have to do something productive for him. Amen? And it's tough. I I fail. If you ever saw my calendar, you'd be like, Pastor Ken, what are you, crazy? Because everything's on my calendar. But I've also got time on my calendar that says family. Family time. And I do not let that time get interrupted because that's my family time. And it's time for me to spend with my family and my loved ones. And we're all called to do it. Be precious with your time. Be precious with your talents. Be precious with your resources. God gives it all to us. We need to be giving it away to others. Give your time to someone in need. Give your time to help grow the church. Give your time to help grow a ministry. Give your time to help grow your own family or your friends or your neighborhood, classmates, coworkers. Give time. And so maybe sitting here saying, well, pastor, you know, that's really good about this time thing, but I've never given time to accept Jesus. I've never taken that step because I've been too busy in my life. I've been too busy. I've been trying to do everything and get everything right. And at and, and some point in time, Pastor, I'll be able to accept him, but today I can't. Well, today is the day of salvation. Every day is a day of salvation. And maybe it's time for you to take that time and say, Pastor, I'm all in. Because if you're waiting to get right, you're never going to get right because God's word says we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. But yet God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So maybe today is the day you need to take that time and make that move. And during this final song, I'll be off to the side. You can come up here, and we can talk about it and pray that prayer of salvation and welcome you in to our messed-up, jacked-up family. You're right here with us. Because we're all messed up, we're all jacked up. We may not admit it, but inside we all know we are. None of us are perfect. Never will be until we meet Jesus face-to-face. And maybe you're sitting here saying, you know, Pastor, I need to learn more about time. I I need to understand it. Come up. Talk to me. I'll give you some ideas on how to work a calendar, on how to create time, and give you some what he gives me. Give you some ideas that I do in my own life to try and make that time. And if you're not taking time just because you're not taking time, Maybe today is the day you got to start setting aside time and start putting it on your schedule. Man, I'm going to be here next week and I'm going to be part of this brown box food distribution so that I can hand out food to the people in need. Hey, I'm going to be here to work in the clothes closet because it's going to be exciting seeing people get some new clothes. I'm going to be here on the work day because there's stuff to be done around the church to continue to beautify the church. Whatever it is, give some time. Give it back. God's given you the time. Give it back to others. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord, with a lot on our mind, and Lord, we're busy. God, you know how busy we are. Lord, I ask that you show us how our busyness is sometimes just that. It's a way that Satan is distracting us from doing what you call us to do. Because we get so busy and fill our schedules that we don't have time to do what you want us to do. Lord, I ask that you teach us to open our schedules for you. That we will use your time, the precious time that you give us, to reach out to others. Lord, that we will use our time, our talents, our resources to bring others to your saving knowledge. Lord, that we will take time to be with our family that oh so need us. And that we will continue to seek you through it all. And Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you, and we make this prayer in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.